All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to get into uh, um, a subject that I know most podcasts are developed and dedicated to wholeheartedly or avoid altogether, which is politics. And um, I've had conversations with friends of mine that work in the uh, Democratic Party and then also friends of mine that work in the Republican Party. Um, So for me, I'm very purple. (laughs) Wakanda. So I'm very purple. And there, you know, I've been pushed both ways, you know, on various things, or I should say one way or the other on various topics. Um, to the point where, you know, my friends that work in the Republican Party are saying, you know, you should come on over with us. And I'm like, well, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't you can't have me yet. But um, I started to do a little bit of research. I started to do a little bit of learning and uh, I started I, I came up with this conclusion, just started thinking, why is the Re- Republican Party saying the biggest and greatest story that they could possibly tell about black America. And I'm like, huh? Like, and and it's, it's actually not my story to tell, but it's, it's kind of like a fantasy, like a fairy tale, if you learn about it. And um, yeah, that's, I don't know, in a nutshell, what this podcast is going to be about. I just want to talk for a second about for me what is the biggest secret in the in the Republican party that almost never seems to come across the lips of the Republican party and 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 be heard and and acknowledged and and learned um so yeah like i realize you can't teach everything in school i do realize that but to withhold some of these great stories of black america of um, Irish America, of Asian America, uh, of Native Americans, to withhold these stories, you don't get the full America. It's kind of like when you're, you know, going to the Super Bowl. If you don't have a playoffs, how do we know if the Patriots are really good? How do you know if they're really battle tested? And, and I've heard this argument many times that you know the Patriots don't play anybody, <laughs> so of course. Of course, you're going to be great and you're going to be good when, you know, on the other side of the country, the NFC is playing the hardest games. Well, yeah, they're going to be worn down by the time they get to, you know, play this team that's fresh and rolling through the AFC. I've heard it millions of times. Um, the Steelers do check that. Uh, the Chiefs definitely check that theory. Um, the Ravens have done an awesome job of checking that theory. Um, I mean, sometimes you'll get like a, you know, a Broncos team that's like real tough, but how do you know something is really quality quality and qualified and good if it isn't tested? And this is one of those stories that is 100% tested. Like it's like, whoa, really? So let me just kind of open it up. I'm going to do this kind of history style and, you know, I'm, I'm going to use a couple sources uh, to speak to you today. Um, we'll just kind of go with the, uh, I want to say college level, (laughs) college level 
um, education that usually leaves after you graduate. You know, you get your degree and unless you're a poli sci major, you're going to go into politics of some sort. This information almost dissolves the minute you go, you know, have drinks with your friends. You don't learn this in schools. Um, so, OK, so let's go from from Lincoln to Trump. Um 1854, before Civil War, you know, the Republican Party starts. You've got seven years before the Civil War. And, you know, at that time, you've got the Whigs versus the Democrats. Um, You have this fear um, of the economy being completely overtaken by the South, because, I mean, let's just face it. If I have a company, let's say I owned Amazon and I didn't have to pay any of my workers, well, boom, out of nowhere, yes, I am going to be uh, 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 a dominant force. Like, just think about that. If I had Amazon and didn't have to pay anyone except for my, I don't know, <laughs> executive board and maybe a few overwatchers over factories or whatever, or, you know, like think about the money you would make in comparison to Walmart or Target that does have to pay your personnel and expense is the largest expense. So they feared an, an economic and, and revenue battle with the South. But the Whigs couldn't agree. It was the Whigs and the Democrats, the Whigs and the Democrats. The Whigs couldn't agree on allowing slavery in the Nebraska and Kansas. That's when you form the Republican Party. So you've got 1860. You've got a powerful beginning with Lincoln. And Lincoln said he wouldn't go in and interfere with slavery, but he was too anti-slavery to stay silent. Now, some say it wasn't really about slavery. It was about the money. Same thing. <laughs> slavery has always been about money. I think if you study long enough to know that slavery is always about the capture of war or money. It, it's just our slavery in America was just demonic. Um You have 11 Confederate states that fight the North. Then you have the Civil War. Then you have the Northern Victory. Then after war, um, the Republicans, you know, keep the rights to name and cut up everything and 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 keep the rights. Um, 1866, civil rights laws uh, are passed. Now, the new laws and constitutional amendments, the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment, and the 15th Amendment only had opposition from the Democratic Party. So who had people in slavery? The Democratic Party. Who was opposing the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th Amendment that was freeing black people? The Democrats. <laughs> and here I am as a black man pledging my allegiance to the Democratic Party. Well, now it's time to rip up that ballot. No more Obama, no more Biden, no more uh, uh, <laughs> Kamala, you know, <laughs> no more of that. Skirt, put the brakes on that. Well, hold on. Now, government spending around the time of the Civil War, it made a lot of Republicans rich. This does not shock me. This sounds like normal. <laughs> it's like Tony Stark, you know, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Of course, he's going to make a lot of money when he makes the missiles and the bombs because, you know, he's the one that made them. So, hey, you, you want better bullets? You go to Tony Stark and Tony Stark is a Republican. So, you know, I, I think it was very right 
that his armor was red and gold. It, it was very Republican, um, which great movies. Um, you have a lot of wealthy people taking place and leadership in the Republican Party because they can afford it. Um, but then we start to forget about black people a little bit. And at that time, the Republican Party um, didn't think that fighting for black people in a mostly white country um, was their job anymore. And that's the thing. I get it. Hey, we were the driving force that got you free. We were the driving force that, you know, got you out and got you free and got you, you know, where you wanted to be. So let me let me just pause for a second on that. So I know I said that the Republican Party gave up, but uh, <laughs> that's um that's not the whole, you know, whole story. OK. Let's jump back here. Seven years after the Civil War, blacks accumulate over 17 million acres of land as Republicans. We had the only skills and labor as Republicans. So there were more blacks in Senate then than now. We dominated our own economy. We dominated our own communities, which is, I'm sorry. And this is how we got to Black Wall Street in 1921. Now, at, over, over time, we did shift into a more democratic uh, uh pathway and pretty much did the same thing in Atlanta and tried and failed in a few other places. But so let's come back to this. Somehow the Republican Party, you know, didn't feel like they needed to do anything more for uh, black people, which I understand. You got the freedom. The, the president got the freedom. The president you know, 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment, you've got Black Wall Street, you've got this wealth growing, you've got all this stuff coming. And <laughs> 1870, the party gives up on reforming the South. So they let go. The Democratic South uses this momentum to fight everything that was built. The slave catchers and KKK bond in a skull oath to keep what was lost now politically dominated by white Democrats, which includes <laughs> slave catchers slash police slash KKK, a nightmare. You fast forward into 1920. The Republican Party is now about big business. It works well until, you know, the Great Depression. And then you have Franklin Roosevelt as the president. He's Democratic. You know, he moves in to take charge of an expanding, you know, government role. The Republican Party opposes this same as it is now. And then we kind of start to see, you know, more of what we see now from the Republican Party. And then you get to the 50s and 60s with civil rights, which was basically a regional, um, a regional issue. Um, Northern Republicans uh, voted for civil rights, 84 percent. Southern Republicans Zero percent voted for civil rights. So here's where it's not starting to look good anymore. Northern Democrats, 96 percent more Democrats voted for civil rights. Seven percent of Southern Democrats voted for civil rights. So on that note right there, 
in the South, Democrats are voting for civil rights. And then in the North, less Republicans are voting for civil rights. <clears throat> so, huh, 1967, you've got your Democratic president, Lyndon Johnson, signs the civil rights law. Well, at this time, Republican uh, uh, nominee Barry Goldwater says it expands government power too much. Well, that massive switch, black goes from Republican to Democrat and white goes now from Democrat to Republican as a majority vote. <clears throat> and I mean, abortion rights were huge. Prayer in schools, huge. And these were things that the Democratic Party, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Republican Party were holding on to, which I agree with. Um, yes. So the Republican Party, their stance, I agree with on abortion rights and school prayer. Like when you get a little bit older, you understand what they're saying. But OK, before I get too deep into that, because I, I probably need to explain myself on reasons why. 1980s and 1990s. Ronald Reagan comes in. He pushes for the GOP today and kind of what we know now, which is like, you know, I think the heart of the Republican Party, what really helped them grow and be what they're going to be. Then you get the 2000s and you get the Hispanic immigration, the, you know, Democratic presidents were pro-immigration. Uh, I'm sorry, Obama was pro-immigration. Mexicans voted for Obama. He was 71 percent in the in the uh, Mexican community. Romney lost and Romney's plan was to fight immigration reform, was to, you know, not go with the flow, but to fight it. And then came in Marco Rubio, who had an immigration reform, but the GOP uh, voters, white voters hated that. Um, amnesty for illegal immigrants seemed too much like uh, 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 giving up and created mistrust for the GOP. So Trump opposed that. Um, he opposed the amnesty for immigrants. He opposed um, uh, uh, what had happened that developed the mistrust from the party leaders. And as that nominee, even though he wasn't conservative, he won. So this is what I'm saying. Like, the Republican Party is responsible for having what I see <laughs> as Wakanda. Like you watch the movie Black Panther and see what they're doing in the movie Black Panther. Like seven years. Let me go back to it. Seven years after uh, the Civil War. He, I mean, blacks own 17 million acres of land. And are the only skilled laborers and workers because they're the only people that have been working. They took everything that they were and made something out of it. Immediately, this is the exact opposite of what we see today, where we've got the government assistance and the food stamps and the scholarships and all that. I've heard the term do nothing. This was exactly what we wanted to see from the black community, and it was done with the Republican Party. I don't know why, as a Republican, you wouldn't staple that to the forehead of every person that speaks on Black Lives Matter and black issues and if the president is racist or, or whatever. You all are responsible for the best moment in black history 
after slavery. So that's how we got to Black Wall Street. And and, and I hate to say this, I'm just going to kind of go ahead and say it. At that time, it was the Democrats of the South, the same people that were holding us in slavery and slave catchers and KKK and now taking over the police so they could continue to do it with authority. It was this same force that burned down this beautiful place where we were getting to where we needed to be in society so that we were the opposite of thugs, the opposite of mooching on government assistance, the opposite of all these things that we didn't need to be. So I don't know. It's like I said, it's not my story to tell, but it's a great story. So why not tell it? So just doing a little research, it's something that I've seen and um, you have black Republicans that are going to, um, you know, mostly white audiences and speaking to, um, you know, groups of people. Sometimes they're, you know, older, sometimes they're younger. And, you know, just asking that question, you know, wouldn't you like to not be labeled as the racist party anymore? And the truth of the matter is you like I didn't know this until I just woke up and started looking around. There are black Republicans and there are black people in the Republican Party still. And it's not because they're rich or wealthy. It's it's because of the mindset. Um, they're looking at the mindset um, that Angela Stanton has um, in Atlanta. And that mindset is um, I'm not looking for a handout. I'm looking for a hand up. And it, it's the same mentality as JFK. You know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So I just, in uncovering that, it was just such a huge bomb for me, seeing that it changed. You, you, you had the Republican Party on top beating down and opposing slavery and fighting for, uh, you know, the freedom of not just these slaves, but freedom from not being overtaken in an economy where the wealthiest people own slaves like that. Like really think about how that would make us look as a country at, at this point in, in, uh, in, in, in this day and age where if all of the wealthy people and all the plantation owners ran the country, like that's gross, that's disgusting. So the Republican party was the spear and the flame that not only freed the slaves, but also had the money to finance and do most of the things that we wanted to do up until the point of the, the Great Depression. It's kind of like now. So it's like with coronavirus, everybody's blaming the coronavirus on Trump. Everybody's blaming the coronavirus you know, on, on the powers that be because he's in office. But then like, you know, right after that time, right after the great depression, um, is when our civil rights, it's like, it's weird how we, we have a pandemic or some type of economic <laughs> downfall and then boom, here comes what you should do with black people. So basically how you take care of black people after an economic crisis is how you win the election. <laughs> So it's like black magic, you know, and, and that's, that's my, what I'm saying in a nutshell, 
you as the Republican Party, if you're Republican and listening to this, you led the driving force behind the policies that removed slavery. Now, there were slave revolts. There was Harriet Tubman. Yet all these great things. But um, on paper, this is what got it done. And yes, you do have the, you know, um, I can't even think of it right now. I'm sorry. Mine went blank. The Great Depression. But then following that, you have civil rights. And somehow this is what divided the country was civil rights. And in the North, the Republicans were 84%. In the South, I'm sorry, in the North, the Republicans were 84%. In the North, the Democrats are now 96%. So the Democratic Party didn't just stay in the South. It wasn't just a whole bunch of, you know, racist Klansmen and slave catchers and guys going into, uh, you know, the police departments. Um, there were Democrats in the North. So you can tell the story that the Democrats were evil and nasty and, and crazy and all this stuff. But then you have the Northern Democrats were 96%, almost 16% more for 13% of the nation wanted to give black people civil rights, which, of course, why not? So that came through the president of that time, uh, the Democratic president, Lyndon Johnson. At that time, <laughs> black goes from Republican to Democrat and white goes from Democrat to Republican. Which for me, like I'm, you know, I'm going to be where I'm going to be. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. That's it. I can appreciate other teams and, and love what other teams do, but I'm a Falcons fan. Um, jumping parties has to be very significant and leaving the Republican Party to go Demo or, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Leaving the Democratic Party to go Republican to me means that there's more at stake than than the party. There, there's something behind that that you wanted or or that you desired. And it almost begs me to ask the question, were the Democrats that joined the Republican Party really Republican or were they just looking for, like I said, their, you know, cake and eat it, too? They didn't like an issue, so they jumped. I mean, if if black people were to do that every time uh, we didn't like something, I think that black people in this country would be so mixed up. It'd be such a mixed bag after every president. I'd be like, well, I'm. Now I'm Democrat. Well, now I'm Republican. Well, now I'm Democrat. Well, now I'm Republican. Like we'd have to jump if it was based on that. But to know that the Republican Party was behind the driving force that gave us freedom, wealth and the black Wall Street. And that's not talked about is one of the most underutilized tools in any argument any debate. <laughs> and now you have black people joining the Republican party even more with Trump in office. Now me personally, I've done my own research. I know what I know about Trump and I'm not more upset at him, less upset. I see him as a man. I'd love to meet him one-on-one. -on -one Cause I'm, a, I'm, I'm just kind of a real man like that where 
I feel like I want to know somebody wholeheartedly before I, I can draw an opinion. I could at least have dinner, you know, talk to him, look him in the face, shake his hand. Um, but of course, every black man that does that is called an Uncle Tom, Coon, you know, all that crazy noise. So, you know, I, I don't think it it's bad to meet your president. <laughs> but and, and I will say this um, when it comes to President Trump, and this is why I actually started digging and learning um, um, about the Democrat and Republican Party um, and looking for the information we didn't find in schools. I mean, you're not going to eat the best meal at school, so don't expect them to teach you the best education. Mom does that. <laughs> mom has the best meal. <laughs> mom, my mother-in-law <laughs> and my mom have the best food, not school. School is school. Uh, I started to look at and I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect you if you watch the news. I'm not trying to step on your toes at all. Not trying to hurt your feelings. But I started to watch the news um, after I got married. You know, you feel like you're you're a man. You get married. You, you get the house. You get the kids. You're important. I Now I can buy my liquor and vote and smoke my cigarettes and go gamble and go to casinos and strip clubs. Like, I'm an adult. I'm a man now. But you don't really add all these things to the plate and think about your mind, how it balances your mind. And I started to notice I absolutely hate the way the news shows black people. Well, the 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 pro and con argument will wane if black people aren't committing crime and aren't committing thugs. You wouldn't be seeing those things that you didn't like. OK, yes. But here is my point. Being in the capacity where I am sensitive, I do care about people and I do love people, I chose to throw myself out into the black community and volunteer my mind, my time, um, my mentoring to children um, and groups that would mentor, uh, you know, black males and females. And during those times, um, working with these nonprofits and seminars and groups, um, I would be around former black police chiefs, uh, former black police officers, current black police officers, um, uh, uh, black firemen, black financial planners, black teachers, black coaches, black chefs, black business owners, and listen to them and watch them explain their very Republican ideas to these Democratic kids and explain their Democratic spirit to these kids that have a Republican, you know, drive in them. And at, 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 at no time was their politics ever exchanged, but they're explaining to them the world and explaining to them how to get things done. And, and the funniest thing is you, you talk to these black males, black females, and then you learn some of them vote Democrat, some of them vote Republican. And none of that is seen on the news. None of the time that these men and women are devoting to making these kids not a threat to white America, not a threat to black America, but to contribute to America as tax paying citizens and find another stream of revenue to sow into the economy. None of that is shown on the news. And I would do a few of these. It's important for people to see someone look like them and succeed. We see this on The Biggest Loser. 
We see this on, um, you know, Top Chef. We see this in football. We see this on, you know, Titan Games and um, all these shows, these reality shows have like taken over now. Even Jeopardy it was like one of the greatest reality and game shows. Um, uh, Wheel of Fortune, of course. If you if you have <laughs> if you're married to a woman or a husband that's programmed to watch that show, you kind of get pulled in. It's important to see people look like you succeed. And I would absolutely never see any of this on the news. So when I started to see, you know, Uncle Uncle Donald, President Donald Trump, um, shouting about fake news. I laughed it off. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, you know, it's fake news because you don't like what they're saying. Then I started listening, learning, and reading <laughs> what he was actually saying. And in many times, the news was fabricating and, and remixing things that he was saying. So if you hate Donald Trump, if you hate President Trump, please do that on your own. Because when people hated and scoffed at and talked about Obama, I took that real personal. And I wondered why they were saying what they were saying or doing what they were doing, because I took him as a black man, as a, a, a personal um, hierarchy, a personal uh, a value. So when someone was speaking against Donald Trump, I'm like, you're speaking against me being professional. You're speaking against me being uh, uh, me being up in. Uh, in a promotion or a higher place. You're speaking against my success. Well, just like you wouldn't like someone doing it to Obama, we shouldn't like anyone doing it to Trump. We shouldn't like anyone openly out there bashing the president. And that's what I'm saying. When I took a took a took a chance to do a little bit of research, I started to find that we're catching Donald Trump in grumpy times and catching Donald Trump in good times. But the good times aren't shown nearly as much as we want to see. We're not seeing him smile and laugh and make jokes. We're making videos of how Melania doesn't want to hold his hand. <laughs> like if they have a bad marriage, they have a bad marriage. That's <laughs> that's that's just them. But um I mean, I, I can't speak to that. I've never been a president and been married, and I don't know why she married him. You know, that's that's for them to figure out. But what I am saying is in doing my own research and doing my own fact finding. And please, 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 if you want to share something with me in my email, you're more than welcome. You want to come to make it plain, Wayne, uh, uh, on Instagram and you want to message me, you know, you're you're more than welcome. Um I do this for you all and I'm thankful for you all and I love your suggestions, but I, I can't understand for the life of me, Republican Party, why you would not talk about what you have done for this country and stay on that. Like I would stay on that. <laughs> I would stay on that for a whole year. I would stay on that for a whole month. Like I, I would even call it the era of Wakanda, the re Republican Wakanda. <laughs> I mean, you got like people like Killer Mike saying, you know, what black people keep doing is voting for another slave master. And, and this is kind of why I'm saying what I'm saying to the Republican Party. You know, if you love who you are and love what you do and, and you love your values, like, please understand. You can be hard on people. 
you can discipline them. You can give them reform. But if they don't know you love them, it's worthless. It's the same thing the Apostle Paul says. If I don't have love, I am nothing. I can be a clinging symbol. symbol. I can speak in tongues of angels. I can do all these great things. But if love is not a part of it, it is nothing. I mean, how many weddings do you have to go to to hear that? So I don't know. Republican Party. This is a chance to redeem yourself. I believe if you can help and heal and mend black people, you've got the vote. And and racism should not be your <laughs> it should not be the the undertone of the Republican Party, you know, make America great again and be racist. <laughs> like that that doesn't sound good to me because I want to say my whole adult life, you just walk around thinking, I'm gonna vote Democrat because I'm black. But if everybody were to know how the Democratic Party started, you'd be like, ugh. But that's the thing. When there was the chance to vote for civil rights, we did have uh, uh, Barry Goldwater opposing it because he says that was just too much government power. So if anything I'm saying is wrong, if anything I'm saying is off, please email me. Please message me. You can catch me at Make It Plain Wayne um, on Instagram. And I'd, I'd love to chat because this history lesson and all the things I'm learning, they've just gone so far beyond anything that I've seen, known and, and heard. And I'm happy to do it. So. All right, you all, please love, like and share these messages. I greatly appreciate you all. I appreciate your energy and, and your time. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon.